Hey everyone, I'm Alex. I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed. The cat is not in her room yet. I forgot about that. And we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour for this Family Tree Podcast, episode 16. Oh, we better get that cat away. Well, when she pops in, because I don't know where she is right now. It might take a... Might take too long. Okay. I'm just going to grab a bubbly real quick. Can you grab one for me? Yep. All right. He doesn't mean sparkling wine, although I kind of wish he did. Uh, bubbly soda water or sparkling water. What what kind did you grab me? A cherry? I love that. Um, I am a soda water machine right now because I have been feeling so sick nonstop all week. Um, I'm at six and a half weeks pregnant. And the second week six started, it was like a wave of just feeling absolutely disgusting 24-7. Like every minute in the hour, every single day, um, I'm rarely getting relief. And it is so much worse than it was with Lucy. So does that mean it's a, a man? A man. I hope it's not a man. Or a boy for now to grow <laughs> um, up to be a man. Well, I, I don't know. It See, here's the thing. It was it was pretty bad for a certain amount of time with Lucy, but never this bad. And then with the baby that I miscarried, I experienced a little nausea. It was bad for like two days, but still not even anywhere close to what it is now. If it was a boy, yeah. do you think when it grew up to be a man, <laughs> it could beat me up? Yeah. Why do you think that? You think your genes are more powerful than my parents' genes combined, thus splitting them in half? I think that we will raise a pretty manly or not. I mean, I think I think it'll be a strong, quick kid, maybe. Okay. So maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say I hope he could beat you up because like I don't care if he's a skinny little needle. Like you know, who cares? You're just guessing little, he would warm. be able to probably. Yeah, I think okay. so. Have you seen my thighs? I have. <laughs> They're, They're nice. They're nice. They're strong. And but this is if I'm frozen in time, right? Like I'm not like in 20 no, years. No, I wasn't let's picturing say. you as an old man. I was picturing you as you nap. Um, Do you think you'd be able to beat up our son? Beat up who? Our son. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said that very weird. What our you, son. <laughs> what did you think I said? Our son. Just you said it weird, like it was an Asian name. You uh, think you'd be able to beat up our son? <laughs> Do you think you would be able to beat up our son? Uh, I think it'd be close, but yeah, I think he would be able to beat me up probably. Just because Jake's a good physical specimen and your dad's a pretty well-built guy. And yeah. although my dad is a bigger guy, he, he He's does. He's tall. My dad is taller than me, but he has kind of flimsy wrists like I do. He's, so. got, he's got skinny arms. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he is 6'2". He's probably about 250. <laughs> He's a broad man. Broad man. <laughs> Isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> but uh, yeah, this week's been hard as hell. Um, I was thinking about not doing the podcast. What do you mean? You've Every week you've been thinking about not doing the podcast. Because I feel like hell. And But every Saturday you try to like charm me for like five minutes. You're like, Shane, how about this? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I put on a bubble bath for you. You just hang in the bath. Then you watch the Raptors game because the Raptors game is going to be on while the pod's recording. Then tomorrow, I just chunk my blog. And I'm like, what do you mean chunk your blog? You're like, I'll do all my blog posts for the week. I'm like, that has nothing to do with the podcast. Doesn't that sound heavenly? It sounds fine. But my answer is no. Just do the, the chunking tomorrow. 
And hey, folks, and here we are, and we're recording, and you know what? I'm pretty happy about it. And guess what? What? If you weren't here, I'd still be here doing the podcast. What? That's right. You Sorry. It sounds crazy, but true. Because I'm believe doing it. this podcast no matter what. I don't believe it. I mean, sign me up for it. I'm in. But uh, I don't think that you'd actually do it. I will. What, well, now I do because we're talking about it, and you'd want to prove me wrong. I would have done it. If you said, oh, my tummy hurts, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. It's going to be a bit of a gimmick. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? It's like the girl who cried wolf mm-hmm. where every week you say the exact same stuff. So when it is real, I don't know. Wait, I'm not every single week saying I'm too nauseous. No, you say last week you're like, I'm just not feeling well. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it's been a busy week working. I did dry heave in front of a class while I lectured on Shakespeare, which was pretty embarrassing. Um, How does a class react when you're dry heaving? They were They were in grade 12. And uh, they were really mature about it. I think a lot of them have younger brothers and sisters. So they just kind of like, they were worried about me. Like one kid ran out to get me water from the office. Another kid like ran to get me a snack, which I didn't eat because it was from their lunch. But uh, they were like really nice. What was the snack? And supportive. I don't know, like a bar. What kind of bar? Nutrigrain. Oh. Something like that. Like, it Apple? Looked, it Apple looked, or strawberry? I have no idea. It looked tasty, but I, I couldn't do that to a kid. Still, if someone offers you a gift, at least pay attention because maybe your husband wants that. So take the snack that the kid is offering me, pocket mm-hmm. it, bring it home to my husband for a Saturday night podcast. I'll eat it anytime. All right. But the, when someone gives you a gift, they honestly, they want you to receive it. It makes them feel better. Well, it would have made me feel better health-wise. I just, what if that kid, like, didn't have much? But uh, that was my concern. But I did take the water because I got it from the main office. But, yep. yeah, super embarrassing. Uh, aside from that, I am now, like, guilty as all heck because I've been relying on screen time kind of heavily this week. Every day after I come home from school, I'm Well, so you're a grown in- woman. You can look at your phone when you want. <laughs> Lou. Oh. But I'm I'm exhausted. Honestly, I can barely keep my eyes open when I get home from work. So I've been putting on uh, Peppa Pig for a little longer than I typically would like every day. And is she off Sesame Street? I notice she's never watching that anymore. No. She she always asks for Peppa. So hmm. I throw on Peppa. But Sesame Street's fine. Okay. Yeah. She's just like obsessed with Peppa. So today I tested her mm-hmm. and I started doing my uh, Count Dracula voice. And I was like, stomp your feet. Bum, bum, do they beat? And she did it. She started stomping. She's a smart girl. Mm-hmm. And she does love the Sesame Street songs. We got off that for a little bit. Maybe we should bring her back. Are we crazy or is Lou smarter than other She's babies? She's smarter than other babies. Yeah. Yeah. Although she pulled some shit at the doctors. Yeah. Okay. Friday. So Shane brought Lucy uh, to their first doctor's appointment together because he's usually at work. And Lou had to get a shot. Shane isn't very great with needles, so I was a little bit nervous for that. Uh, but Shane, yeah, tell me how it went. Well, I was a little nervous to be taking Lou, so I wanted her health card and I wanted anything else she might need. I wanted the di- to know where the diaper bag was, so I'm asking where the health card is. I'm asking where the diaper bag is, and then I see on social media that I'm being made to look like, oh, look how dumb this dad is. Aren't dads idiots? And it's like the whole joke is I'm a dummy, right? No, 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 Or no. dads are idiots? No, the joke is just that it's such a difference when mom's in charge because you know where everything is because you're with the baby for a longer time. And dad, like you're putting in as much effort as we would have to because I'd still be looking around for the health card. I'd still be searching around for the one diaper bag that I don't use anymore. All that stuff. 
and if you're an roles idiot. roles were reversed, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry to step on your punchline there. If roles were reversed, you know I'd give you like, I'd be like, okay, everything. Here's the thing: is we could have door. done it the night before. I w- no, I had a ping pong tournament. Is that that's not a good excuse? You know, there's one sport that I excel at, and it's one night a year, and I. Yeah, you told me the morning of. Okay. Not even the morning. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, oh, Alex, I'm going to be in a ping pong tournament tonight. I was like, was I not gracious? I was good about it. Yeah, Yeah. you were. But it's not like I'm missing any family time. No, no, no. Of course not. Because when I come home, lose in bed anyway. And it often, I find on nights I do do that, you get a lot more done. Uh, No, I go to bed at eight. Just go to bed earlier. But I find sometimes you'll do like another blog post or it does give you a lot of time to pack maybe essentials for your husband. I was feeling husband. too sick to do that. Okay. Okay, so back to the story. Sorry for that digression. I get to the doctors, and and I didn't know the person giving the needle gives a little, like, intelligence test to your kid. <laughs> she's, like, got a little list, and she acts like she's making conversation. So she's like, oh, uh, how many words is she saying? And I'm like, uh, oh, like 40. <laughs> she's like, really? Okay, Lou. Where are your eyes? Do you know where your eyeballs are? And Lou normally knows where her eyes are. But she's just sitting there with her mouth open. Like, she's like, where's your toes? And Lou's just the dumbest baby in the world for like 10 minutes. I will, I will put up a video to go along with this podcast of the exact look that Lou gives in these really dumb situations. And then I'm like, oh, she's just nervous. Uh, she likes the song, though. And I'm like... Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> and I'm performing like a stage dad. Like like she can do it. Head, shoulders. And I'm like grabbing her arm and like putting her arm on her head. So then like to cue her in. But loses like. <laughs> and so the woman's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like thinking I'm lying. Like thinking my daughter's more intelligent than she is. And she goes, 40 words, eh? And I go, oh, maybe 35 and so I dumped it down, even though I do think it is legit 40 words. But then do you think by you dumbing it down to 35, she is going to think that it's even less? If she's like, oh, if they can easily knock five words off there, Lou's probably only saying 25. Like, do you think she thinks Lucy is stupid? I don't know. And then she she had a box of toys. Yeah. And Lou wasn't used to the toys. So Lou, like, was taking a block out and, like, hitting herself <laughs> on the head and stuff. Total like, caveman. Yeah. It wasn't Lou's finest hour and then uh, Lou got the needle, and she cried for a little bit, but then she was fine. So That's that good. part was fine. It's just I wasn't prepped for the development test that was right. going to happen. You did a really good it. job of uh, imitating the registered nurse, though, because that's exactly mm-hmm. how she sounds, and that's exactly her inflection. Yeah, she's quite chatty. And she, I like her, by the way. Yeah, oh, she's very But nice. you do want to impress her, and we failed at every juncture in that hey did uh she by any chance say anything about us being pregnant again she did okay yeah because she told she's me, the one who told you not to who, she said wait at least one cycle don't google it mm-hmm. but wait at least one cycle and do not try to get pregnant before that. i knew it was her because she's like oh well, you guys didn't waste any time did you and i was gonna be like oh i i went to miscarriages.com and, and it's uh, it, it's good to do that and i was gonna give her all these facts but i was like no she for sure is the one who told you not to and i'm already feeling dumb and i'm like mm-hmm and then she just like this is a dumb family she just thinks <laughs> she just thinks we're dummies 
it's funny because my mo with her is always just to show her like i'm always trying to prove how intelligent i am mm -hmm. so like anytime that lucy has something wrong with her i'll you know i'll look it up and i'll look up good studies too because i'm i'm good at researching so and i know how to tell the difference between a good study and a bad one and so then I'll start referencing these studies. I'll use like big, long, like well, I write emails and I'll like, you know, use these crazy medical terms mm -hmm. and I'll send her these emails and I'm like, hey, um, so-and-so, you know, I think Lucy might have this and I'll give a Latin medical term. Uh, judging by the shape of her cranium on, you know, this side. And, oh, babe. Oh, I know, I know. That can just make you seem more dumb. Shane? Clearly, that is what has happened. Mm -hmm. I wasn't anticipating that, but it's, uh, yeah. Okay, hypothetical. You have a miscarriage. Right. You walk in. You tell her the news. What if she pulls the, I told you. What do you do? For me, things like that, like, I don't think it would bother me at the time. I might start, okay, there's two options. I might start bawling my eyes out. The other option would be, yup. You did, mm -hmm. and just like that kind of thing. But I wouldn't be mad at her because, I don't know, people just say things all the time, and they never mean, they don't mean bad. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's, you know, I think we're really quick to get mad at people for what they say. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd probably bitch about it to you later, but I wouldn't actually be mad. But I'd be like, ugh, she is right. And I'd, I'd dread having to go in there and talk to her. Well, if she was it. right, it would just be a mere coincidence. It wouldn't be like her logic. Was no, correct. I know, okay. I know. And I, I, I asked her too. I said, "Why, like, why can't we get pregnant again right after having a miscarriage?" And there was no reason, no reason. And then there were so many reasons online as to why you could. Because she's not like a doctor, is she? This she's woman? an RN, so she's that's like that's your not highest, a doctor though. No, but it's your highest level of nurse, and they they mm. go through. Are a there a lot of, lot of FNs? Training. Like, what's the difference between RN? Like, what's an FN? Fake nurse. Fake nurse. I'm a real nurse. That's a registered nurse. Oh, <laughs> I'm an. I am an dumb idiot. family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Why would I think real nurse? Okay, I am dumb. I like. Well, I just like the fact that if it's real nurse, yeah. What the other option is? <laughs> I thought I had a good comedic <laughs> bit here, and it just backfired. But uh, yeah, she probably thinks that. But Lucy is smart. We do think she is smart i know i realize a lot of parents fall into that trap but i i truly think that she is well the sign is when the daycare professional takes you aside and say listen this is the best kid i've ever seen i'm paraphrasing here, <laughs> by the way. and Heavily. she she has a thick spanish accent she doesn't know english all that well no but from what i gather she she's obsessed uh with lucy's intelligence or what she perceives to be lucy's intelligence she sends me pictures all day of like lucy doing puzzles i don't know if lucy actually did the puzzles or if other kids helped her but yeah. she makes lucy look really smart in the photos well that checkmate she pulled with the 14 year old right? <laughs> that seemed like a setup photo <laughs> yeah that in the game of chess <laughs> Sorry. you thought it was real you thought i was being serious yeah i got totally confused there that was awful Oh, you just go along with anything I say? <laughs> no, I thought I thought you were referring to when um, she sent us the video of Lucy sorting, like she was doing a puzzle, mm -hmm. and then there was like a five-year-old that was helping Lucy out with the puzzle. So I thought you were exaggerating and making a joke about that. 
So I was oh, like okay. trying to be supportive, but it wasn't that funny if that's the stretch you were doing. So I got real confused. No, the humor was supposed to be Lucy's playing chess <laughs> no. against a 14-year-old. and we Now have a I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. And uh, this is how my brain is working this week, guys. It's, it's awful. But Don't <laughs> pull the this week stuff. You've been pulling this since we met. You've always been the same. I, it's gotten worse since Lucy. It, somehow I think it's gotten better, Alex. Get out of here. I think because you're concentrating harder. It's like me. I lose things so often that I don't lose things anymore because I'm so worried about losing things because I know that's my general personality type. Whereas I feel like you are so concerned with mom brain that you're actually activated another part of your brain that's hyper aware of it. You're forgetting things less. I don't know, babe. Maybe it's just. I think you're operating highly. I'm, thank you. Take it as an insult for the way you are normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do appreciate that because I I truly feel like I am uh, not. Mm -hmm. And I'm honestly, it's so hard for me to just go on regular life right now. Yeah, I would say you are in a uh, form of terrible depression for you. Which for anyone else would be like, geez, did that person just win the lottery? (laughs) So your disposition is normally great. So now it's just like really good, which makes me feel like you may be horribly depressed. Well, that's not really a secret. Like I, I, you know, I said I wasn't really feeling like myself. But yeah, I I feel pretty depressed lately. And I I kind of touched on that a little bit today in the car. Hmm. When I just said it, you know, (laughs) ego, ego's gone downhill and stuff like that not ego self-esteem but uh oh i thought you said ego went down the wrong pipe (laughs) yeah (laughs) we had egos for breakfast but yeah 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 feeling a little depressed lately for the past uh three or so weeks i don't mean to joke about it no i no shane's very let me finish i love you they oh i love you too Mm. but um yeah we can joke about it it's fine uh but yeah for the past three weeks i've been feeling pretty depressed but i think that you know, all of it's just in all of it is hormones. I'm stopping breastfeeding with Lucy. That's huge hormone changer. And also being pregnant again. So I'm all out of whack. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say horribly depressed, but like, but up you there. are still lactating. Yeah, I'm still lactating enough to give myself a milk facial every night before bed. And a back, uh, you squirted it all over my back. Right. I, uh, Shane has, what do you call that stuff? Um, not vitiligo. It is called tin- tinea. Tinea. Yeah. So Shane has this back thing called tinea, um, and it's like this rash that has been getting worse over the last well, year. I've been yeah, but it is it is contagious, but it's not. You know. What, what do I mean? you mean it's contagious? You never told me like that. You said f- it wasn't contagious. You loser. Well, if you're susceptible to getting it, it would be. I don't think you're susceptible. I'm to like getting susceptible it. to everything. And it is kind of a fungal thing so that sounds so bad to say so i try not to say it but if we're talking on the podcast about it like i've never told you this but now people are going to be like oh tinea and you're going to give misinformation so i will say it is fungal and you do scratch my back every night so essentially you're getting a lot of fungus underneath your fingernails the word fungus is one of the worst words it's not a good one and i don't like it oh my god it's one of the worst words in English language because it has the word fun in it, so you think it'd be okay, but it's actually not. But the harsh G of the Gus, yeah, and is Gus so rhymes gross. with pus. <laughs> Point is, I enjoy the back scratches. 
and you haven't your hands are fine no they're fine i don't have tinea i don't have any fungal infection um but oh you squirted milk yeah i I also have been so i've been using milk as a facial every night and it has made my skin amazing considering your skin breaks out terribly in early pregnancy it has like i've avoided that problem completely it's amazing um and i've been squirting milk on uh, shane's back every night and massaging it into his rash you did it once once and it worked wonders i did well i'll do it again tonight thank you but yeah i'm shockingly still uh producing quite a bit which is i thought it would all be gone by now but yeah i'm producing quite a bit still and uh do we move on to callers or should i have not have pluralized that no uh don't pluralize it or no yes pluralize it we have one caller and one voice note well i had i had something else i wanted to bring up what time is it right now okay yeah bring it up okay um, so this podcast and our callers are kind of talking about this too. I wanted to know if you were able to have a conversation with your pre-parent self, what would you tell them? So what would you tell them is worth getting stressed out over and what would you tell them is not worth getting stressed out over? For me? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of, sorry, what I'd tell my parents. No, you. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been stressed out. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't been stressed out. I've been less stressed since I ha- since we had Lucy. I'm like, can't worry about my life. Got to worry about this kid. Yeah, but then and not worrying. I'm better giving, helping others than myself. Hold hold on. So you and I mean at any point through the mm. pregnancy, birth. Can it be about process. dealing with you? Yeah, anything, babe. Like. I mean, if you were talking to 30-year-old Shane who might be apprehensive towards having kids, what would you tell 30-year-old Shane? Hey, look, like this is the hard part. It's not what you're thinking. It's this and, you know, don't like don't worry about that at all. It's okay. It's been pretty easy for me. That's hard. Like nothing has been like I feel like everything in my life was so much harder up until we had Lou. <laughs> everything like simplified so much for me. You know, whereas before everything I felt was so hard. And like, unlike you, your life was always easy before Lou. Yeah. And then when you got Lou, it was like a dose of hardness because people obviously don't know this. But like when I would meet you, I would tell you like, oh, this is hard. And you'd be like, my life is great. I love my life. My life is perfect. (laughs) And you'll just like openly say that. And I was like, wow. I usually get into conversations about people where we're trying to one up how hard the struggle has been. What, with girlfriends? No, with friends, kind of you get around, you, you have a beer and it's like, oh, this happened to me. And it's like, oh, man, our lives are so hard. And it's kind of a fun conversation to have. But with you, it was the exact opposite. Yeah. I tried to get into that with you. And you were like, no, my life is the best. My family is the best. We're the Lamparskis and we're the best. <laughs> it's like, we all think we're the best. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I know. So I was like, I never met someone with such a confident positive accurate outlook on their life so when lou came into your life i feel like it knocked you on your ass more than it did mine yeah paying my own cell phone bill knocked me on my ass that was the first dose of reality but i'm still like you don't know how to pay a bill i know how to i can pay a bill if i need to i just go i know i know you could figure it out but going to the bank is what you would do in 1989 you don't need to go to a bank to pay a bill well you can okay 
I still want to know something from you that before you had kids, did you think any part of it would be really stressful or were you yeah. worried? Okay, yeah. yeah. So what would you, because that's the part of the question. It was way easier than t- I thought it was going to be. What part specifically? Like, do you think that you had been worried about before you had kids? Well, everybody was like, <laughs> you won't be getting any sleep. And I'm like, I have insomnia anyways. It's like the hardest thing ever for me to sleep. So now I actually like prepare to sleep. I, You and I go to bed at like nine now. I used yeah. to be up till like two every night. Yeah. So now I'm actively trying to go to bed extremely early and I'm getting better sleeps and longer sleeps now. And you've worked out so you can nap on the bus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. So I figured all that out, better use of my time. It's like the theory I had about when you have less time, you use it better. I kind of have adopted to that. Yeah. Okay, wait, here's an answer. Don't stress out so much beforehand about how hard it's going to be because it's really not that hard. I really like that outlook, actually, um, saying that it's not that hard. Moms aren't going to like it because moms like like well, the memes well, because like, it is. kill me now and inject yeah. wine in my oh, veins. Yeah. I'm going to get into that because it is fucking hard. It is so fucking hard for moms because it's different. You know, you're recovering. You're sent home from the hospital. Your wound, whether it's in your tummy or whether your vagina is the wound, you're still healing for months while you are essentially the sole caregiver because the baby really only needs you of this tiny new human you have to keep them alive you are getting no sleep especially for the first two or three months and you're in a daze that is so hard like so hard however while I will say you know there's challenges every single day there's new challenges there's the same challenges that keep kind of repeating overall it in a sense is easier but maybe that is just because it's so enjoyable and it's just like you know you ask somebody that's 50 that has kids and you say oh what was it like and they go oh it's fine you know you'll be fine and you always kind of cloud over the hard parts with like the positivity and the joyous moments and things like that so I think that if I'm going to say that it was easier it's because I'm kind of clouding over all that but If I was to talk to my pre-parent self, I would uh, tell myself to stay worried about the birthing process because that was just as gruesome as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, So you wouldn't really need to tell yourself to keep on doing what you're doing. (laughs) What are the things you say to do differently? Um, I think that I was really nervous for when the kid was a little bit older and like walking and getting into things like kind of the age Lucy is now. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh man, like I'm never going to be able to relax it's gonna be so hard uh they're gonna like kill themselves and honestly now is like the best and the easiest phase that we've gone through so far it's definitely Mm -hmm. the easiest like absolutely um so that is something I would absolutely tell myself you know chill out about that and I would give myself the most honest talking to I could about the first three months postpartum because those were hellish those were so hellish and I had no idea what was coming for me and it hit me like a ton of bricks and like I definitely had PTSD from that and I'm nervous about it going into the second one and that was interesting but I would also tell myself how hard it was to poop after having a baby because you have PTSD about anything coming out of your body Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah just I think postpartum do you want to do our only caller? Let's do Sean Dawson. Why do you think we only have one caller? I don't know. Do you have a hypothesis? 
I was thinking because we live in Canada and maybe a lot of our callers are watching the Raptors game tonight with their significant other. And it's, it's at 7.30, which um, a lot of people probably put their kid to bed around 7, 7.30. And they're like, we're just going to watch the game tonight and chill out and have a little me time. Well, my one friend that ended up sending a voice note, um, she is going out tonight. Uh, another woman actually said that she would love to call, but she's already too drunk. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> What time was this? <laughs> this is an hour. Two ago. in the afternoon. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> and uh, all my mom girlfriends actually tonight are uh, having a night out, uh, so none of them are able to take calls, including our only caller's wife. Yeah. So, all out for so I'm calling my friend Sean. He is a man. He is a real estate agent, and uh, he's I think- a dad. And he's a dad, and he lives a quite a different lifestyle than I do. So I'm going to talk to him about his experience being a dad, and you know, might talk sports and stuff too. I mean, hey, it's just two guys broing down. Such men. But this pod is about variety. Spice of life. Spice of life. I heard. It no, I didn't say it in the microphone. Oh, okay. That was such a good line. Hello, Sean. Yes. This is this family tree podcast. <laughs> what? How's it going? I'm going. I'm, I'm great. How are you guys? Great. Thanks for taking the call tonight, Sean. Nice to have you on. First, uh, second meal caller ever, I think. Oh, really? Who was the first? Was it Jeff Sykes? Yeah, I think it was Jeff Sykes. He played Teen Wolf in a short film I made, which I'm sure you've seen. <laughs> you don't have to tell me who that is. <laughs> That's the big act to follow. Okay, so uh, first off. A little bit of uh, sports talk. Are you watching the Raptors game? Uh, I'm actually watching uh, The Office right now. Oh, why no Raptors? Uh, I didn't want to get into it and miss your call, so I just put on something that's like background. All right. Um, And uh, do you think Jeff Epstein killed himself? I would say probably not, based on what I'm reading on the internet. Okay, I I think maybe it was <laughs> that. They, Were you on a a, a Jeff uh, with him instead of Jeffrey? No. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think happened is the guards they just let him kill himself. So it's kind of like they were his accomplice to let him self kill himself. They were like, trust me, he's uh, feeling not too good. Let's just not watch him and maybe some materials they let in his room for him to do it. So maybe it's like both. But anyway, enough guy talk. Let's get into some (laughs) dad stuff. Uh, So my lifestyle is throughout the week, I hardly see Lucy at all. But you are a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And I don't know much about that job. But I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you don't really do a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know a lot of agents? (laughs) Well, uh, I would characterize it as I have probably more schedule freedom and flexibility than a traditional career. And just the nature of the job, uh, most people are available in like that kind of the traditional hours around their work schedule. So after, say, five o'clock or on weekends and stuff like that. So my weekdays particularly are uh you know other than occasional paperwork and some showings a little slower so uh, i get i get lots of seb time so do you see seb more than even your wife like are you the primary seb caregiver it's funny now so for the last two weeks uh chelsea has been back to work full-time the original plan was she was going back in january 
but some career stuff happened, changes. She got a job offer that put her um, back to work two weeks ago. So I've been doing kind of daddy daycare two or three times a week with uh, some help from the grandparents who are local on the other days. So right now I'm, I'm definitely getting more, more time with them. Okay. Cause Alex and I were just talking and, and I have, I was, she was asking me what advice I would give myself. And I was like, nothing to me. It's so much easier than I thought it would be. And that could be, I feel like maybe offensive to some moms who are like, oh, that's because you're only there on the weekends when it's mm-hmm. actually really hard. I'm not around. Am I wrong or is it actually easy or and, fun to be alone with the baby? And this is advice to his pre-parent self. So if he could talk to like 30-year-old Shane, he would say uh-huh. that it's easier. Than, than I thought it would be. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of easy and fun when I have like, I had Lou alone on Friday and I was like, geez, all these moms are really exaggerating <laughs> how much work this is. This is kind of fun. But maybe it's just because it's a vacation for my regular life, to yeah. be fair. So now I'm asking like basically a daddy daycare, full-time dad, what the truth is. Well, I don't want it to seem like a guest who is agreeing with, with the host, but, and this may be controversial, but it's, not difficult at all it's i find it, it's like not only is it fun it's really like rewarding and it's such a like better use of that time than if chels had them and i was just you know filling hours or reading or going to random coffee shops so i don't know it's he's like a joy to hang out with and realistically like he's on a schedule where he naps in the morning he has a wake window for three hours he naps he eats dinner he goes to sleep so like we're just filling time he finds everything fun then he goes to sleep then i wake him up he finds everything fun then he goes to sleep it's i I don't i don't find it particularly difficult dinguses nobody is arguing with the fact that it's rewarding and it's joyful work okay but are you the ones that are getting up in the middle of the night when the baby's crying or when the baby's sick and won't sleep all night shane i am not sean I do probably less than Chelsea, but it's about 50-50. And she may listen to this podcast when it's released <laughs> and, then, and then call in with a correction. But we're lucky because he, uh, other than he got his first cold a couple days ago, he is like, he's like he been sleeping through the night after like uh, two weeks. That's insane. Uh, home and not like he never slept in a room, always in his crib. So he's been pretty good that way. Uh, he got Like I said, he had a cold recently. So he was up every hour on the hour a couple yeah. nights ago. So we would go in, we just take turns and go in. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm a bad guess because I'm, I'm not easily uh, like miffed by anything. I don't find anything particularly stressful. I don't require a lot of sleep anyways. Like I'm not like a, a good guest in that way. No, this is perfect. <laughs> but okay. Shane, have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night to get Lou? No, but here, here I know you love this and you're just no, smiling at me. But I have a condition known as insomnia. Right. So if you do wake me up after I've gone to sleep, I will not go back to sleep. And that's why we do what we do. And you take over in the morning so I can get a little And then nap. you go back to sleep yeah. and you, you love nappings. And also okay. when you were on your maternity leave, mm-hmm. I would need to go to work. So if I was up in the middle of the night, I would get two hours of sleep and have to go to work all day. Whereas okay. you would hand Lou off to your parents or something and get your nap time. So it's, don't be so smug. Well, I can be. I'm a little smug, but okay. but that that is true. Now this is an interview for Sean here. So now back <laughs> yeah, to Sean. Don't, don't mind me, guys. You guys work it out. <laughs> but okay. So what do you think about? You know, women are like, oh, if men had to give birth, they would never be able to do it. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> what is 
this is Guy's corner. I, I, I'm not gonna die on that hill with you. Uh, you don't think we could do my, it? I watched my wife give birth for 27 hours and then have to have a C-section unplanned. So you watched uh, the whole time. Take a break, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hour 26. <laughs> throw on a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I I, I wouldn't want to go go through that. It no, I'm not saying pretty. we want to, but and I'm not saying we would do it better, but we could do it. Can we just stop that rumor that we can't? Jane, you're such a sissy. You couldn't do it. The water hurt your back this morning. Shane was taking a shower and got out of the shower and said, "Alex, the water was running on my back, and then it felt like my back caved in, and it really hurt." Okay. You guys do have pretty good water pressure though at the house. Well, who had a colonoscopy without any anesthetic? Well, me. Trust me, yeah, but not a lot of self self-administered ones don't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, see? Look at this. This is a bit of a comedy show. Okay, so seriously though, what is the best part about being a dad and mm -hmm. the worst part? I know it's a bit of a hardball, but I think you can handle it. Uh, I'll start with the worst part. So I mentioned that like, I'm like a pretty carefree, stress-free guy. Uh, I've never had a period in my life where something has legitimately- I would hope not. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> legitimately scared me. Mm -hmm. And the fathering process, okay, not the fathering process. That part didn't scare me. That was fine. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the, like the the day of the birth, there was a lot of stress and then some complications and having to wait in that kind of white sterile room to go in while they prep Chelsea for for surgery was like legitimately the probably the first time I've ever actually felt like uh, like fear in my life. And mm -hmm. it was it was something I'd never experienced before. And then just like even I have the strangest like uh, and I have since he's, he's been home. When we first brought him home, I would I, I wake up almost every single night thinking that we fell asleep with him in the bed and he's under the covers. Oh so I'm, I'm waking up in like a terror. Like uh, this is until probably a couple months ago and he's one year now. I'm just tearing the covers off thinking that we left him in the bed. Go back to sleep, it's fine. So now I don't have that anymore, but now every time the dog, cause we have two large dogs and they sleep on the bed with us. When they jump off the bed, I, I wake up thinking that he's fallen off of our bed. So, and then I'm not exaggerating, it's probably six nights a week I, I wake up with this terror. Uh, that's been the hardest part because there's. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part is figments of your imagination. Bad Man, dreams. watch out for those. Watch out for those that's, dreams. That's totally. It's just the, cause the, the, the stakes of having something actually like to, to lose that is just mm -hmm. dependent and just like you love like so unconditionally that everyone talks about that the cliche you want you don't know until you have one or whatever that couldn't be more true mm -hmm. uh so that's that's been like kind of the the worst part is just honestly yeah it's just my uh weird irrational like fears and then obviously there were some legitimate fears and uh, at the at the start but and then the best part is um it's like the it's like little things and big things the little things are just like when I wake him up in the morning or wake him up from a nap, the second he hears, because he, he'll, he'll wake up, he cries a little bit, and then he lets you know that he's ready to get up. As soon as he hears my hand on the doorknob, he the cries turn into laughter. Mm -hmm. And then the door opens, and he's standing looking at the door, bouncing and smiling. Uh, and it's like clockwork every single time. And it is hilarious like to me. And just he just enjoys everything so much. So like getting to, I don't know, see him like, learn and 
and uh, he finds everything hilarious. He's always just like laughing and pointing at things and making little weird noises. And so all those little things daily are like, they're like overwhelming at, at times. And then just seeing him hit milestones, standing up and like walking between stuff. And dad is his favorite word. It's, it's kind of a catch all for everything he sees, but it's kind of the only word he says. So everything's dada. And like, I love that. That was like Lou with mama. Mm-hmm. Good answer, by the way. And yeah, great answer. I was wondering since you are home more often than a typical dad, do you think Seb has equal love or maybe favoritism towards you? Mm, no, I think he's still he's still a mama's boy. Right. Uh, in the end, like if he's like really like worked up or something, and I'm trying to calm him down, if Chelsea's anywhere near, he'll he'll like uh, kind of lean towards her or grab towards her and stuff like that. If she's not there, I can typically get him to calm down and stuff. But uh, he's he's definitely still a mama's boy and he uh when she comes home from work i always place him on this one chair so she he can see out into the backyard where she's coming in from uh work after she parks her car and he just goes like bananas like Um, when he sees her even from like you know 100 feet down our our property okay last question for guys corner this could be a regular segment and you you could be a regular guest by the way but okay um geez now i forgot the question (laughs) oh oh sorry no i know um you famously said you probably only want one kid and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your logic behind that? And do you mm. think you'll change that mindset as you get older? It's, it is changing already a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like this is a discussion Chelsea and I are, are having right now. And uh, my, my logic originally was uh, coming from a kind of like a selfish standpoint from before having kids just like, my my time on this this earth is limited and i uh, it's like shane we've known each other a long time we live together like i like traveling and i like doing things and all of those you, those things don't stop with with children as we've found like we've traveled together it's just it, it changes and your your ability to pick up and go somewhere where you can go and when changes and so it just i always thought that like, you know having one would be kind of that perfect blend where you're not starting again two years back with like another having another infant at home and just changing what you can do when you can do and how you do it and you just like your your you know son or daughter becomes like your travel buddy and you, you don't have to there's not so much consideration for you know picking up and traveling and all, all that type of stuff mainly it's, it was to do with travel but now that's swaying because you feel like oh the you want to have a sibling that's maybe within two years and you feel like that window's closing so you really got to think about it yeah and just when again once your whole perspective on everything changes after you have like one i think we also thought before seb showed up was that uh uh, and then in maybe a couple months into having this just how could we possibly like make something better or love something more Mm -hmm. than we do now and and that's probably like like a ludicrous thing in reality but just like when you're sitting there and you've had him for two months or three months and it's just like this is so perfect he's so perfect we couldn't do any better that's that those dialogues start to like creep in even though there's no logic to that at all Mm -hmm. and and all in all reality we're probably gonna have a a second one wow (laughs) breaking news jeez well sean heard it here first you're so perfect and thank you for being one of our best male callers Special little guy. <laughs> top, top two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for taking the time out and have a great night. Bye, Sean. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Right. I would like to say Sean was fantastic. Very good. He has a good speaking voice, doesn't he? 
He does. Yeah. Who he, do you think is a better speaking voice, me or him? I don't know. Sean's got a really nice speaking voice. He's uh, deeper. Do I have a nice <laughs> speaking voice? You know how sometimes your dad uh, goes in that like, like high voice. Yes. You don't go high, but uh, maybe it's a little squeakier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Do, do, okay, just tell me. Do I have a nice speaking voice? Well, clearly, I love it. Like, no, no. Honestly, do I have a nice speaking? Yes, voice? Yes, you do have a nice speaking voice, but Sean's might be better. You think? I'll listen to it side by side, by side, but possibly. So he has a better voice to do a podcast. But mine's more interesting. Right? Yours, yours is more interesting. If he, if I was like a history podcast, I'd rather hear his voice. Mm-hmm. I honestly will admit I hate my voice, and I'm very <laughs> self conscious about it. So, it's it, you are more offended or when somebody says something that you yourself believe. No, so shame. I agree with you. <laughs> and I do think you have a great voice uh, for podcasts and for comedy. Hmm, it's good for comedy, maybe. <laughs> but nice backpedal. Okay, I'm gonna plug this in. All right. Hi, my name is Veronica, and I'm currently 32 and a half weeks pregnant. Um, I'm trying to think of the best parenting advice and worst parenting advice I've received. Um, as far as the best, I don't, I don't think I've received anything yet. Um, but I also am not a parent just yet, so I can't really say what was the greatest thing that was ever said to me to prepare me for that. However, um, the worst advice or comment I've had so far was that um, once the baby is born, I basically have to put my own goals aside because I won't be able to balance parenting and my own um, my own goals for my future. So I already know that's bad advice, and I believe in self care, and my self care is my athletics. So that has by far been the most standout thing that's been said to me thus far this pregnancy. And I really hope it's fake or not fake, but, um, inaccurate because I do hope that I'm able to balance parenting and be a great mom as well as taking care of myself and continue with my athletics once the baby is born. Yeah, I think, I think Veronica is very accurate to think and very smart to think that that is a myth mm-hmm. and it's a very antiquated view i'm assuming the person who told her that was might maybe a little bit older must have been older because and it's a way to make them feel better like yeah. maybe i didn't achieve my dreams and here's my perfect excuse why because i chose to have children and and two maybe it was more accurate back then because people were having kids when they were 22 absolutely which maybe threw off their life course and changed their priorities but at our age, like for me personally, I found having Lou helped me fulfill my goals even better because like I've always been saying, I'm using my time better. Yep. And Lou has kind of gotten us another thing to be interested in, which is a motherhood account. And well, now we're doing a, a TV show kind of based on being a parent. I was going to say the exact same thing. So it it sounds antiquated. This person sounds old. It sounds like they're and old I'm not trying to be ageist but it sounds like they're projecting some you know lost goals that they had well even if they're young they're old school the yeah, thought. yeah yeah um but I have more goals now goals that I didn't even know would ever be goals of mine and I've I've had those since having Lucy before having Lucy my goals were to raise a happy healthy and kind mm-hmm. family and to teach now 
like you said, we're writing a TV show. I we're doing a podcast. That wasn't even a thought. The TV show wasn't even in a realm of possibility for me. And now we're doing all these things. We're and taking you're all much these things better on. At, I find you're better at everything now. From I, when I met you till now, you're literally better at every single what's thing. What's one thing I'm better at? Organizing, planning your days. Cooking. Cooking. I, I always thought you were a good cook, but you're now you're actually making ton of meals throughout the week like you're cooking more than you're not Mm -hmm. yeah no i i think that is uh some really crazy advice um because it is just it is so not true and i do think that yeah you can it's so possible to gain even more goals and be more ambitious once you do have kids they don't slow you down in every way maybe in some ways but they don't completely slow you down in all aspects of your life um Shane, if there was advice that you could, she said she didn't have any good parenting advice. Is there any good piece of parenting advice that you might find, might have found helpful that you could give to her and Jared, her husband? Just plan your time out. Mm -hmm. Learn to use your time better. uh, Seize the moments that you do have. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. And I would say um, in the first few months postpartum, know that you're going to go through hell and at the same time it's going to be super joyful and you're going to have all these conflicting feelings and it's okay to feel them all what you're going through is what you're feeling is valid and just you know don't think you're bad for feeling like you are going through hell i actually um read a couple things from it it was like a sociological paper and they were talking about women in the past several hundred years usually upper class women writing in their diaries after having babies. Mm-hmm. One woman was talking, her name was Laura Wirt Randall and she was a 19th century uh, upper middle class woman. And speaking on her baby's nursing demands, she said, I declare if I thought I was to be thus occupied for the rest of my life, I would lay down and die. And I thought that was so good because so many times in the first two months postpartum, I thought I was actually going to die. Like I actually thought that I was going to die. I'm like, nobody can survive with this little sleep. Nobody can survive. And so the point of that is it it gets better after the first three Oh my months. God, it gets better. And it's okay to be feeling like you are going to die and you're one of millions. Mm-hmm. But uh, it does get better. And when I'm saying seize the moment too, I'm not necessarily necessarily saying be productive towards your goal. Seize the moment in relaxation also. Mm-hmm. Like in Absolutely. Guilt-free, like today when... Lou was napping. We could have cleaned the house, but I wanted to play our video game. <laughs> so we played the video game. And, and we just, felt great. And we, you know what? That did so much, I think, mentally. and Well, especially, too, because now we've kind of made Sundays the day we're doing stuff. Yeah. Like, we're going to the gym. We're not using our cell phones, which I highly recommend it. We experimented with it, and it's amazing. And we cleaned the house, and yeah. I edited the podcast, and we get way more done. Uh, okay. Let's kind of... Do you have anything else? This, this podcast is actually going longer. I know. Than- I want to do a half hour podcast tonight because I'm feeling crappy. But uh, that's – I had a couple questions for you, but – Hit me. I'll, I'll rapid fire. I won't go okay. long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You were there for the birth of Lucy. Was it hard to watch? No. It was just so exciting. It's so amazing. Yeah. So uh, what was the coolest part of that experience then? When Lou popped out, because, <laughs> you know, we were talking to Sean and he was like 27 hour pregnancy watching the whole time, apparently. Well, you know, like. I know what he meant. I, mean, <laughs> I like to crowbar some jokes in. But with you, they're like, oh, she's having it. And then it was like, thump. And Lou just popped Three out. Three pushes. In my hands. Three pushes. Lou comes out. 
totally unexpected. I thought that we, I was like, get ready for the marathon. Oh my God, there she is. <laughs> and then I'm holding the baby. I'm, I'm Cut cutting the, cord. the umbilical cord. And it was very surreal. She looked not like an alien. She looked like a perfect little baby. She was very like tan mm-hmm. and uh, different looking than I expected, like in a good way. So I thought it was very easy to watch. Are you going to be there with the camera for baby number two? Uh, yeah, like I was there with the camera for baby number one yeah. and, you know, got a lot of views on Instagram. And <laughs> let's face it, that's what it's about right now. But yeah, no, I and I love watching that video too. You put some good Jesse Reyes music to mm-hmm. it and it makes me ball my eyes out every single time I watch yeah. it. Because I was listening to that Jesse Reyes song a lot when I found out you were pregnant. I was walking around thinking about how I could be a good dad and that song uh, motivated me. Oh my God, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, okay, are you what going? What is life? What is love? And he sounds like That's an not Jesse Reyes, but that was me <laughs> singing. Okay, go. Are you going to do anything different at the hospital for baby number two? Yeah, I'm definitely not staying there for two days. That was the worst two days being <laughs> in that shitty bed. That I, That's honestly part of the reason I thought fatherhood was so easy. Because when we got to our home, everything was so much easier than yeah. being in the hospital. I was very embarrassed to change a diaper in front of a diaper professional. Yeah. And then I just felt like, oh, I can practice doing this without someone watching me like, stupid dad and like laughing at the nurses and stuff <laughs> like the other nurses how dumb i am uh also i'm not going to get in your bed i thought it was a cool move to kind of hop See, in. i liked i was uh so comforted by that yeah i thought it was cool too until the nurses saw me they're I like know. what are you doing in here i also was wearing a, a robe <laughs> like i got like I tell them why it was shane's birthday the day lucy was born and, and I get in a robe on my birthday. Every day. <laughs> no, I bought. I brought his birthday present to the hospital, uh, so that he could open it after I gave. Birth. Was it a robe? It was a robe. I was thoughtful. Thank you. So that you could be comfortable in the hospital. So I'm like, great. I have a robe, and I was like, let's it's, do skin to skin that's with why Lucy. She in the robe. So the, the nurse comes in, and it, she treated me like I was like a pedophile. Well, I was or something. like in the. I was in the washroom. Or I was showering or something, and Shane is doing skin to skin in a robe in my hospital bed. Yeah. The look implied like a mental patient or like, <laughs> why are you here? That's your wife's bed. She just went through like a very traumatic thing. Like her, she's all busted up down there. Maybe don't go in her bed. I was like, uh, uh, sorry. And then it was just horrible from that time. I know. I felt so bad for you because honestly, for me, it was like Shane stayed both nights and we, we didn't have a couch or a bed. Like we were both literally in that like double bed the hospital provides. Um, I liked it. And mm-hmm. The thing is, I want that again. However, next time, the thing I want to do differently is I want to make sure we get that good room. You can pay for a room where there's actually yeah. like a but queen they, they size bed. No, the one became available the second mm. night. We did get it. No, no. We just had a room, a standard big room. Okay. But you can get a room where there's like a, a legit queen size bed, mm. your own private bathroom because we our bathroom like opened up to a different room. Um, the baby has like an actual crib instead of one of those like... Okay, Weird yeah, things. get that for sure because the very first like three hours before any of the rooms were available, we had three oh other God. people like who just gave birth to kids that next was hellish. to us with screaming, annoying babies, and Lou was being perfect. But these kids were just, I don't know who their Shane parents are, were... but they were not well behaved. <laughs> they were five minutes old. But no, it was, we were losing our minds because we're exhausted, obviously. And this is any woman ever. I mean, it's a lu- it's a luxury that we are so grateful to have um, and fortunate to have, to be able to have the option of getting a big room. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it's hard, man. And I also say it's hard and coach. If you can help it, have the baby at like noon. Yeah. After midnight, it's like then you got to be up. All, you're up anyway. Then you're up all that day, and then it's daytime, and then everyone's visiting and oh. whatnot. So, so you're essentially up if you have a baby post midnight for two straight days. Luke, Luke came at like one twenty in the morning, yeah. and it Worst was time hell. to have a baby. Oh, it was hell. Yeah, at least if it was early morning, maybe we could have gotten a bit of a nap in the night before. But yeah, yeah it was hell. Um, but yeah, we're getting a bigger room next time. You're going to stay with me, mm-hmm. and we will give Lou to the grandparents. And yeah, have a baby between. 7 a.m. and noon. That's perfect time. There you go. If, you, if you're scheduling an induction. Do it at that time. Well, earlier in that time so you could have it for that time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're still not cleaning the high chair uh, after Lou eats. And I, I, just want, I just want to know why. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of times I'm feeding Lou in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Lou is taking her sweet time because I'm being a good parent. Yeah. And I have to, unlike people with cars buses don't wait that extra 30 seconds Mm -hmm. so i save about 15 to 30 seconds not cleaning the high chair by rushing up handing you lou switching it showering so i can make the bus every day with 10 solid seconds to spare and i do by the way make the bus with 10 seconds to spare every day i know you do there have been days that you missed it so that that's honestly why all right all right i'll accept that um Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so Wait, much. Wait, I what? have a question oh, for I you. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I was wrapping it up after my questions. That's the vibe I got. Do you Ask think me. Epstein killed himself? Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to <laughs> This, this Family, Family Tree. Tree Podcast. Episode 16. <laughs>